Foxworth 5. I don't know if we're late for last week or early for this week or probably a bit of both. So apologies, listeners. Life got away from us um, last week. But here we are. Early this even. week. How are you, Nicola? I'm well, Kelly. Yes. <laughs> I'm still probably a bit echoey, but maybe walls, not as echoey as I was. I've tried to fill the room with more shite in the last week. So. Um, but yes. Let's get your little cupboard you can sit in. You could sit in that little utility cupboard thing you have in there. Yeah, that's <laughs> it. Yeah, yeah. No, I will have a desk bit properly though. set up probably in the next few weeks, but it's kind of not a priority at the moment, you know. But yeah, we'll get there. We'll get there someday. <laughs> So I actually saw you since we were last on the podcast. Yeah, so yeah. I, I, I think it, that's what threw our week off last week. Okay, we'll just blame that because me and Kelly actually got to see you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we should have recorded it when we were together. Yeah. That would have been the thing. Uh, I was in Ireland for a few days and had a flying visit to see Nicola late on Tuesday and away again Wednesday morning. And the house is only gorgeous and it's so comfy and homely and so many nice little flourishes already by Nicola <laughs> and uh, yeah it's fab and it's so clean it's so modern yes <laughs> although um, for some reason so, our fucking dishwasher is an awful stink out of it I don't know why I was trying to work it out I really? think it's something to do with the way the no, no, I haven't even been putting dirty stuff into the dishwasher but I think it's some way maybe wonder, the pipe is I wonder is there a bit of plastic still somewhere yeah. or something that needs to be taken off a filter or yeah, something like or that or the pipe Anyways. isn't like going straight out or something I don't know but I was reading loads of hacks about it so um, you can like put white white vin- vinegar is like the solution to everything vinegar and everything yeah, yeah. so I might they did kind of say like when you have a new dishwasher do that first and then start using it so I might oh. just do that one day and see if yeah. it does anything you always think vinegar but actually it doesn't smell oh, whatever yeah. you put it doesn't it's true smell. yeah because I, I remember when, when we were moving yeah. out of the old house I used it that and bread soda to clean the oven and it was on real job it was mm-hmm. absolutely savage and you know because yeah, I don't want to be using chemicals when I'm pregnant I was using a lot of bleach yeah. that week too and I was so paranoid mm-hmm. about it so it was great but anyway mm-hmm. talk about old women <laughs> talking about vinegar yeah. anyway. Laura DeBarra <laughs> loves white vinegar yeah like she's brilliant really for the white yeah. vinegar she buys it by the gallon um, yeah anyway that was that and yeah, I've been busy. I was out two nights in a row this My weekend. God. It was like a 25 year old. Oh, you didn't go mind, last night. You did gig last night too, didn't you? No, I cancelled. Uh-huh. I cancelled the other one because I was like, I'll die. I'm so tired. Um, because I had picked up a bit of an injury for in training and it was all a bit like touch and go there for a while with the marathon, which was a bit scary. But happily managed to do my long run well on Saturday. So um, between two nights out and a long run, I'm half dead mm. today but um, in a good way in a good way yeah. definitely how was your weekend? Good yes thanks it was good yeah yeah nothing to report what date is the London Marathon? the 8th of April is it? oh no that's Easter no the 23rd oh, yeah, of April yeah, yeah, yeah. the busiest week of my life I've got the London Marathon on Sunday I've got an awards in London on Wednesday I've got a team meeting in Leeds oh, wow. on Thursday and then I'm flying to Ireland on Saturday. Wow, yeah, so busy week. And You'll I need a drink week, by the, the end of it. After the marathon, <laughs> I need a, I need a flipping wheelchair, but I need a mobility scooter. <laughs> but anyway, there you go. Uh, right, we better get get on, get on with what we're here to do today. Right, uh, number one. One. So this is so funny because I wrote this for a recording last week, and then we never got around to recording. Because I was like, oh, this is perfect timing. Cause oh, no. You, you'll see in a second. <laughs> but, and then you, you actually um, you actually doubled down on it over the weekend and some chats we were having. I can't remember where I got this from. 
was it her.ie maybe? Um, whenever life feels a bit much, we crave escapism and often turn to our favourite fictional worlds for comfort. <laughs> Do you ever find yourself tuning into the same show over and over again? Yes, yeah. <laughs> Hilarious. Sometimes there are just too many options and the easiest thing to do is to rely on an old reliable to help you switch off after a draining day in work. Sometimes it's easier to watch something that doesn't need your full attention. Rewatching the same shows gives us back control. We know how we'll feel after watching a certain movie or TV show. Um, like it might make us laugh or it might make us cry and it might affect our mood in the way we want it to. If like... Um, Scientists have found that people experiencing anxiety tend to rewatch the same show because it helps ease the fear of uncertainty and the fear of the unknown <laughs> that so many carry with them. Psychologist Pamela Rutledge explained that doing this gives the viewer more control. She says it can become really therapeutic, especially if you're feeling anxious. Watching the same piece <laughs> multiple times reaffirms that there's order in the world and that it can create a sense of safety and comfort on a primary level, she explains, in medium, which I, as far as I can figure out is like, I don't know, like a psychobabble yes. magazine or something. Mm. These shows also fill us with nostalgia, which can actually boost our mood. So obviously the reason we're laughing is because Nicola has been like binging all Grey's Anatomy. Mm. And to add to that, she's started <laughs> Band of Brothers again for about the 15th time. So Nicola is definitely needing some self-comfort or yeah. self-reassurance. Uh, well, do you know what though? I don't know, it's just the time of year too, but I do, literally when we were putting on Band of Brothers last night, like Grey's Anatomy is different because I've never rewatched it before. And it's so old yeah. that I literally cannot remember nearly every episode. I kind of remember maybe a tiny bit of it, but I don't remember yeah. like when things happen, like when certain people die. Yeah, I know that, that was like die. 15 years ago, those, oh, e- sure those episodes that you're watching. Season 19 is the new season. Yeah. So it must be 19 years mm-hmm. ago or like, yeah, 16 yeah, years, probably well, between like the, you know, the way they pop up kind of yeah. in the same year. But I do find, well, like with Grey's Anatomy, not so much. It's, it is still comforting because you kind of know where everybody goes or, you know, you know who's going to die. Eventually. Yeah. But with Bender Brothers, yeah. I do find it like that, that it is kind of like a warm hug in terms of like really good TV. Yeah. You know what to expect. It's still extremely enjoyable. And uh, yeah, you don't need to. But also it's the, the not having to mess about being like, what do we watch? What do we watch? What do we watch? We just have something reliable yeah. to turn yeah. on, you know, and you can yeah. zone out if you need I've to. never rewatched it. I've never oh my rewatched God, it's it. Unbeatable. I must do. Yeah. I've never I don't think I've ever rewatched anything. I started rewatching Sopranos once and um, just got sidetracked. Um, but you don't really watch that much yeah, TV. Maybe in saying. the future when the kids are older time, and stuff. Yeah. But like, this yeah. is, I have a list of things I want to rewatch over maternity leave. Like, and I know yeah. I'm going to be up to 90, but it's not like you can watch anything new. So that's why there's old things I want mm-hmm. to watch. Like, I want to rewatch Buffy and I'm going to rewatch True Blood and all this yeah. kind of stuff that like were yeah. iconic to me. At you need the to time. find shorter things yes. as well. You need to find like differing lengths of programs as yeah. well to fit into different that's it, Exactly. Spots. But yeah, you'll be trapped under a baby for hours on, uh, every day now. So you can um, <laughs> have that stuff on in the Enjoy background. Enjoy the rewatch. So but I do agree. It's, it's definitely kind of good for anxiety levels it does take away that kind of anxiety and actually we'll talk about last of us maybe in a minute when we go on to my part but talk about anxiety inducing mm-hmm. tv you know it's not necessarily good I for you one last night yeah. last week's one yeah, yeah. last week's you probably saw right oh last week's one oh god it's heartbreaking yeah but yeah. we'll talk um, about in a minute but finale next weekend oh sure. finale next weekend. is it oh yeah it is um okay uh oh sorry did i ever finish what she had to say here um <laughs> 
Researchers explain that things that make you feel nostalgic can help cheer you up. Psychology professor Clay Rutledge, what a good name, told National Geographic, I believe many are turning to nostalgia, even if they do not consciously realise it. It's a stabilising force and a way to keep in mind what they cherish most. So there you go. There's plenty of incredible series on Netflix. Um... Sometimes all you need is the familiarity of an old show. And if anybody needs us, Nicola will be watching Grey's Anatomy <laughs> and I'll be watching Bluey. Yeah, which Bluey. Is, which is a, I, they're all rewatches. So I watch up the kids and I, I love, love Bluey. Bluey uh, so there you go. Not exactly the same thing, but <laughs> yeah, I could watch it over and over again. Um, and it is like a warm hope because it's like they're like the perfect family. <laughs> yeah. um, OK, moving along. Number two. Two. So there was a few big things kind of last week. Um, obviously, yes. So I just mentioned that last of us. So I found I actually didn't really enjoy last week's episode and I don't want to spoil it for people, but without going into details, because you knew that there was like a big bad thing there, I couldn't really enjoy the little love story of the storyline that was going on because I was just kind of on edge being like, when is this thing going to come and disrupt so I didn't really like last week's episode I think for the last two weeks now it has been a bit tamer but so the episode the episode was when we saw the backstory the girl of what's her name what's her my gosh my brain Bella Ramsey is her real name I can't remember Ellie Ellie is it Ellie Ellie Yeah. yeah So it was her kind of little love story. Yeah. Um, but I was kind of waiting for them to be just I really enjoyed by that zombies. episode. Yeah, it's funny. I couldn't really, I really get into it. it. I don't know. It was just my, I was just distracted by it. It was very similar to the <clears throat> spin-off, the episode three, where we saw the love story with the two boys. Yeah, I, I enjoyed um, that, but it's funny. The, the I just, I think I was just because I knew that there was going to be zombies there somewhere. I was just waiting for the zombies to come yeah. and like eat the girl, you know? <laughs> yeah, we, we, we kind of knew, didn't yeah. we? We kind of knew because we know, we knew she got attacked at some point. We knew that. So it was like the most logical thing, wasn't it? And bits of it, I was a bit like, really? 20 years later, would there still be power in that place? Probably not. Would there still be this? Would there still be yes. that? You know, but, um, but no, I really enjoyed it. I, I, I thought it was a nice episode. It was one of my favourite episodes, actually. Um, but yeah, maybe you're Maybe you're just a bit emotional. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I found it. No, it wasn't that. It was like the story was lovely, but I was too distracted yeah. by being on edge, if that makes the sense. Fear. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, yeah. Um, so that's on. But last week we did watch the, obviously the new season of Drive to Survive is out, the Formula One start this weekend. Oh, yeah. And um, yeah. that was very enjoyable. It wasn't as good as other seasons, I think, just because. No, because like last year in 2022, it was very much Red Bull were leading the way kind of the whole way. So you kind of knew who was going to win. Now, that sounds stupid because like, obviously, if you're a Formula One fan, you know who wins anyway. Every season, you know how the season plays out when you watch Drive to Survive, which comes out afterwards because it's obviously real life. Yes, but of course, like there's a lot of drama that goes on in the sidelines. But even last year's drama was a bit tamer because it was such a one team are going to dominate the entire season kind of thing. So, you know, they were coming up with drama around that, like around other teams, around people moving teams, stuff like that, and really kind of going for that this year because they didn't have the drama of who might win the championship kind of thing, you know, because they still play it out like you don't know what happens in one sense, you know, although... Yeah, unless you follow it yourself, yeah, closely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but... um, Okay. Yeah, it was good though. I enjoyed it. Like it's it's a good watch. It's it, they're trying to do it now with um the Six Nations actually. So the same production company is doing it 
to have like an insight into the Six Nations. Um, but I don't know like how good it's going to play out. There's obviously a new golf one as well. That's um, is it full swing? It's called that. Sure, has been watching a bit of. Yeah. I've kind of been around it, but um, like I think the the Formula One is so entertaining. Like the Formula One is so sexy yeah. and it's so aspirational. And the and characters so, are good. Like, glamorous, like there are know? some very good, yeah. enjoyable characters in it. You know, Gunter, the the team principal of Hast. Like what an enjoyable yeah. character. You know, and like the one liners from him are absolutely epic. And like a few big things mm. did happen. Like the team principal of Ferrari is now gone. It's a different team principal. And like a few things. Like that mm. happened, but um, mm. yeah, it was just I think just because Verstappen and Red Bull were kind of leading the way the whole season, it was maybe slightly mm. less enjoyable. Of season. It was still very good and still definitely worth watching. So that was our big watch of last yeah. week, besides my uh, all of my rewatches. But that's a pity now, Last of Us is wrapping up because we'll have it's kind of nice to have something to watch on a yeah. Monday, isn't it? <laughs> so yeah, yeah, it is. And it's quality. Yeah, you can kind of rely on it. I've been watching a few other things at the same time. The Gold, which is a drama about this, all this gold that got robbed in, from Heathrow in the early 80s. It's kind of interesting. And actually, it's funny because one of the, it's a true story, obviously. But one of the characters in it, I've just, I've been listening to a series of podcasts called Gangster. And it kind of focused on big gangsters and, you know, kind of six part series. This is the third series. And one of the gangsters is actually one of the guys that was involved in that robbery. So I was like, oh, no, I listened to the first episode and I found out stuff that was happening on the TV program. I was like, damn it. <laughs> um, yes. So this way you need to be super careful of no spoilers when you're discussing things. <laughs> I know. I know. Totally. Totally. <laughs> so um, it's all historical, though. So, you know, it's kind of out there anyway. If you were that interested, you could just look up Wikipedia. But there's that. And there's another drama on called Better on a Monday night. And... That's really interesting kind of take as well. It's like a crooked cop and her sort of mob man. And they've got this really strange, lovely friendship, you know, after 20 years of working together. And she's not totally bent. Mm. She sort of just gives him a bit of information. He gives her a bit of information. They've kept each other kind of safe Mm -hmm. over the years, you know. Um, But then her son nearly dies and she has a bit of a, a epiphany and she decides that she needs to start living her life better and this causes friction, obviously. Okay. So anyway, um, the guy, the lead actor in it, who you, everybody will know, he's been in loads of dramas, um, is, one second now, uh, Andrew Buchan, right? Mm-hmm. And he fell in love with your one while filming this. Ooh. The cop. He's the bad guy. Ooh. And he's after leaving his <gasps> wife. Drama. Scandal. Screen drama. There you go. Scandal. So even though they're not a couple in the they're not a couple in the programme, you know. Uh but anyway, um there you Um, go. Um if anybody is a um there's you might have seen some of it, there's like um a lot of (laughs) hype about around the Bravo community at the moment because of reality TV and Vanderpump rules, which I've never really watched. I kinda dipped in and out of a few times. I've been Mm. more of a housewife fan now myself. But a big Mm big um big cheating scandal emerged over the weekend and if anyone wants watches Vanderpump Rules it's like a massive cheating scandal where one girl who's friends like a with, real scandal yeah a real like a real, real ha- yeah. well it's reality TV so like I mean I suppose they are kind of real in it like this couple who were together seven or eight years um yeah. and her friend 
has basically been hooking up with the husband for the last seven months and it's all kind of come out and they've been wearing like these secret like necklaces to kind of show each other how much they love each other and all this stuff and like she's oh, really good friends with this girl like the the, the partner and uh, so it all came out over the weekend um so like talk about reality in real life like but, yeah. Uh, so yeah it's all over any kind of if you follow any reality tv accounts it's all over because it's very scandalous like i mean he's been with that girl for like seven or eight years and he's been cheating on her with her friend for seven months Mm. so and I think what happened was they were she was at her husband or her partner's gig and had his phone or something and saw kind of nudie messages from the other girl who had just been in New York on Watch What Happens Live um, which is a big kind of reality TV show with Andy uh, Cohen and she'd been on that and obviously taken a few nippy pics when she got home or whatever sent it to him and the partner had seen it on the phone so yeah it came oh, out very so very salaciously and so there's a lot of um yeah press around it and all that so it's a big um big week in terms of bravo fans because they're all losing their minds about this but like just shows like these people are on reality tv for the purpose and it's all going to play out on the show it was all being recorded so yeah oh. bad 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 so bad. yeah i mean like never mind doing that in real life and being like a scumbag or whatever a love rat but then being filmed yeah like talk about adding insult to injury and like, you know what oh there's really fu- there's a few messed up bits like he dressed up as her that girl for Halloween like they were all at a Halloween party and he dressed up as that girl like weird things like that like where it was like so blatant oh, in, one, in one sense but at the same time everyone was very much blindsided by it so anyway a lot of reality TV fans are losing their minds you. at the moment if you hear them talking about it Tom and um, Ariana yeah. that's what they're on about so or Raquel oh, okay. I feel yeah. I feel like I'm in the loop yes, now yes that's it Thank yeah you. yeah yeah so <laughs> yeah there you go reality TV update yeah. for the week <laughs> yeah. the, the update you didn't know you needed yeah okay number three Free. So our fox this week is somebody actually who's popped into my head a few times and I don't know why I've never covered her in fox this week but it's uh, Edna O'Brien whose real name is actually Josephine Edna O'Brien famous Irish writer who probably did her did we do her leaving cert? I definitely studied her in college but anyway um, she's the same birthday as you Nicola except she was born 56 years before you 1930 <laughs> she's an Irish novelist memorist playwright poet and short story writer she grew up in Tomb Graney in County Clare and a place she would later describe as fervid and enclosed. In 1950, having studied at night at pharmaceutical college and worked in a, she worked in a Dublin pharmacy during the day. She was awarded a licence as a pharmacist and began to read such writers as Tolstoy, Thackeray and F. Scott Fitzgerald. In Dublin, O'Brien bought Introducing James Joyce with an introduction by T.S. Eliot and said that what she learned and said that when she learned that James Joyce's A Portrait of the Artist as a Young Man was autobiographical, it made her realise where she might turn should she want to write herself. Unhappy houses are a very good incubation for stories, she said. In London, she started work as a reader for Hutchinson, where on the basis of her reports, she was commissioned £50 to write a novel. She published her first book, The Country Girls, in 1960. This was the first part of a trilogy of novels, later collected as The Country Girls Trilogy, which included The Lonely Girl and Girls in Their Married Bliss. 
O'Brien's works often revolve around the inner feelings of women and their problems in relating to men and to society as a whole, which would have been quite groundbreaking in 1960. Shortly after their publication, these books were banned and in some cases burned in her native country due to their frank portrayals of the sex lives of their characters. O'Brien herself was accused of corrupting the minds of young women and she later said, I felt no fame. I was married. I had young children. All I could hear out of Ireland from my mother in anonymous, anonymous letters was bile and odium and outrage. O'Brien was a panel member for the first edition of BBC's Question Time in 1979 and was awarded the first answer in the programme's history. She wrote Virginia, a play about Virginia Woolf, which ran in the West End and in several other countries. She went on to write several more biographies, including one of Joyce and of Lord Byron. Um, she also wrote a number of other novels. Faber and Faber published her memoir, Country Girl, in 2012. And she lives in London. She was uh, elected to the Ace Donna by her fellow artists and was honoured with the title of C in 2015. I don't actually know what that means. I must look that up sometime. Um, O'Brien has been mentioned as a candidate for the Nobel Prize in Literature. Philip Roth described her as the most gifted woman now writing in English, while a former former President Mary, uh, Mary Robinson cited her as one of the greatest creative writers of her generation. Others hail her as one of the greatest writers alive, including John Benville, and Sir Ian McKellen. O'Brien has been the recipient of numerous other awards, including in 2019, she was awarded the David Cohen Prize for Literature at a ceremony in London. Um, in March 2012, she was given, she was honoured by France and awarded the Ord de Art et de Lit, France's highest honour of the arts. And in, 19, uh, in 1954, O'Brien met and married against her parents' wishes, the Irish writer Ernest Gebler and the couple moved to London where, as she later put it, we lived in SW20, sub-herb, yeah. <laughs> That's the way it's written. They had two sons, Carlo, a writer, and Sasha, an architect, but the marriage ended in 1964. According to Scottish novelist Andrew Hagen, O'Brien's place in Irish letters is assured. She changed the nature of Irish fiction. She brought the women's experience and sex and internal lives of those people onto the page and she did it with style and she made those concerns international. There you go. Mm. Brian. Very interesting. I actually didn't know much about her, which is terrible because obviously she's yeah. quite a big character yeah. here, but I didn't know anything. <laughs> that was the facts of the week. Edna O'Brien, over to you, Nick, number four. Four. Very good. Um, I feel like there's a lot of nostalgia this week, so I was actually going to do a different account, but I will maybe keep those ones for a few weeks. Um, I had a great laugh with Shirt the day because... Um, for some reason, you know, the way like <laughs> you obviously have an algorithm and sometimes like things that are very common will come up, obviously, from all different accounts and yep. stuff like that. So yep. he got his algorithm. He was kept getting loads of 80s and 90s TV nostalgia stuff. So I'm going to give you a few accounts on Instagram to follow for like the joy of seeing things, you know, like the adventures of gummy bears was the one of them, which I haven't heard in years. Let me play for you. See if you recognize it. Can we play? Can we play audio on here? No, I don't know. Yeah. Do you remember? Hold it up. Hold it to your mic. Can you hear it? So that one, right? I love so I love it. I love that so that account, it's all like TV things like that. I'll show you that one. I go um, is back to the eighty to nineteen eighty Z. So back. To the 1980 Z. 
So that's okay. all like, again, same stuff. Another one for you. Um, this one is 90s kid throwbacks. Here we are. So that one was um, 90s cage throwbacks. And again, it's just all of this kind of stuff. Um, <laughs> it's all kind of nostalgic. Outs. And then the last one, which I got a lot of um, PTSD from, I swear to God, and it was only on for one year. Wrong bend or something? No, it's Are You Afraid of the Dark? Mm. It was only on for 1990. It was only on for one year. And some of those episodes were so dark. My God. So um, that account is I Remember That Shit. But basically, it's all different. I remember that shit. It's the name of the account (laughs) on Instagram. So it's all kind of accounts like that. They're just three of the ones that came up that I got lots of joy out of. But my God, I still have... Is that all Instagram? Yeah, it's all Instagram. Three different accounts. They're just three of the ones that came up that time that gave us a lot of nostalgia. But there's hundreds Mm. like of TV shows you've not thought of Mm. in 20 years. And you'll see the the Mm. opening too. So... um, I hope that the audio wasn't too poor there, but I hope people got a bit of nostalgia from listening to those. But like I, I said, listen to my gorgeous singing, singing gummy bears. Yes, there, so. Yeah, yeah. so um, <laughs> bellowing the ear off that's them. It, yeah. There you go. So that. three different kind of nineties, eighties TV nostalgia accounts for you all. Because so. as we've already established, we need all that nostalgia. Yeah, don't for we? sure. As so it's kind of um, followed yeah. the trend of our rewatching stuff. So not that you'd ever like sit down. Yeah. She's like, honestly, are you afraid of the dark? They were so dark some of those episodes and in the thread actually Mm -hmm. for that video of the the title there's a lot of people talking about the different episodes and stuff oh my god it was giving me the heebie-jeebies like we were in bed looking at it and I was like oh my god I can't even read it like it was freaking me out (laughs) the reminder of the stuff we'd watch because it was so creepy as a kid oh my god and yeah around the twists as well that was pretty bad too scary twist yeah Mm. like a lot of those things there was like a kind of a thin line between scaring yourself and enjoying it you know which I suppose is the whole thing about giving yourself a fright yeah and it's like the thing I talked about two weeks ago it's similar like the the horror for kids thing yeah so um but yeah so there's obviously within those accounts there's hundreds of videos but they were just the tree that that had come up that had given me joy so yeah enjoy (laughs) oh nice uh funnily enough actually at the weekend there I went into our local record shop um for like I two minutes but I swear I've walked past it a hundred times since we moved here and I keep meaning to go in and I had five minutes to spare so I went in and I got, I was able to pick up the soundtrack to Paul McCartney's musical that came out in the 80s, Give My Regards to Broad Street. Oh, man. And honestly, that is like a warm hug, that thing. Like, it was just, I loved that film when I was younger. It just solidified my absolute obsession with Paul McCartney. And... um yeah, I was so happy. I was like, oh, my God, look at this. <laughs> just delighted with myself. So, oh, yeah. brilliant. It's just another sign we're getting old, yeah. But anyway, I must listen to the thing now. I haven't had a chance to listen to it yet. Uh, okay, moving on to number five. Five. So this actually happened last week, but um, there's been a bit of chat about it since, so I thought we'd have a quick a quick chinwag about it. But Glastonbury obviously released their lineup last week, and it's, all white, all mm. male headlines. I actually hadn't got, seen it. Um, I, I did see a picture of the lineup, but I didn't actually spend time looking at it, right? Yeah, so Arctic Monkeys, 
Guns and Roses and Elton John. So there's this like pale male and stale thing going around, you know, and <laughs> Emily Evis came out in the front foot and sort of said, we have been trying to get female headliners. However, there is like, there is a kind of a, there isn't enough people coming through at that level, as it were. Now, Lizzo is headlining. I don't know what stage. She's not the main headliner, mm. but she'll headline like the second stage or whatever on one of the nights. Um, but yeah, you know, they were sort of saying they had a female headliner booked this year, but she cancelled. Now, Taylor Swift was supposed to do it the year of COVID mm. and she didn't come back last year or whatever. So there's speculation it was Taylor Swift and that actually they said that, that there is a female now booked for next year. Okay. So that's probably her. Mm. And then they're, they've got another one in the pipeline as well. So we were trying to guess who it was and we couldn't really come up with it. I, I was saying maybe Stevie Nicks mm. on the Sunday for the legend slot that Elton John is doing this year. Um, Di was suggesting it was Pink maybe. Um, but I think Pink might be She wouldn't get poppy. it. I, I saw it. Ziggit and stuff. You wouldn't, um, she still wouldn't get a full headline at Glastonbury. Like, no way. I don't think so. No. I don't think so. Maybe Beyonce. It would have to know. be somebody bigger. Um, I would say. Although like, who was it last year? It was like, what's her face? Was it? Was it last year? Was there any few big female acts last year? Um, on the main stage, who was on the main stage last year? I can't remember. Uh, any females in the main? Well, Paul McCartney was on the Saturday night, and Blur. No, Kendrick Lamar was Saturday yeah, night. It's funny, but I wouldn't even think he's that big to have a main. Sunday stage. was Diana Ross. Yeah, okay. Sunday was yeah, Diana there Ross. You go, so. Um. So maybe, and there was a few female headliners on the other stages, but um, yeah, but they're trying to, they, they made a commitment to like have 50% female representation on the stages and um, it's still about that, but it's just they're not on mm. the big stages, you yeah. know, like some of the main acts are still just male, like, but Guns N' Roses, I was like, fuck's sake, Guns yeah. N' Roses. It's I mean, great, such actually. a massive... I don't know. I don't no, have as much FOMO as I age. normally would, and uh, compared to you going to fake and Beyonce the week that I'm going to be pushing a baby out of me, I have more FOMO <laughs> about that. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, I was quite happy with the lineup. Phoenix around my favorite band, so I'm delighted with that. And there's people like um, Christine and the Queens, mm. and the people I haven't seen before that I quite happily go along to see. And actually. The thing about last year was there were so many good bands on. You were kind of stuck to the main stages, whereas when it's kind of lightens up a bit, you can travel around See and go to more. the outer yeah. periphery and go to the other stages and go to the dance stages and things like that where you're not as obsessed with seeing the big headliners, you know. So, um, yeah, so I was quite happy with it. But yeah, War on Drugs, um, Churches, Manic Street Preachers, Carly Rae Jepsen, Little Nas, Lana Del Rey. Um, yeah, mm. it's quite a few. Yeah. Um, and they've renamed actually the John Peel stage, which it's been for 20 years. They've renamed that Woodsies. Mm. And... People are speculating it's because John Peel married a 15-year-old when he was 25. And like, mm. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Even though John Peel is like this huge, he's like a behemoth in the world of music in the UK because he introduced so many uh, bands to the pu- listening public via his show on BBC. But um, anyway, there you go. So that's some of the controversy that's been happening yeah, around Glastonbury. But anyway, they only announced 54 acts and usually they announce 80-something at this left, stage. Maybe. So there's loads to come and there's probably a hundred and something on the final list, you mm. know, so um, watch the space. Very good. That's Glasto. So that's the news for this week. Um, 
nothing much else to report. We've got a day of gymnastics display coming on Saturday. Estella's performing with her team. We've got the whole day there. It's costing an arm and a leg and she'll probably be on stage for three minutes. But look, we're looking forward to it. That'd be fab. In Edinburgh, Meadowbank, there's a brand new... Oh, yes, yeah, the yeah, yeah. Cool, so that'll be, be nice, nice to, to see. Be to see that, anyway. Yeah, and then um, big run Sunday morning, so I'll be staying quiet. And that's that. We've Paddy's the following week. Jesus, where does the time go? My, um, and the Oscars are Sunday night, by the oh, way. Oh, yes. Next yeah, Sunday yeah. night, we never talked about that. Um, so. I don't know, it's kind of, I don't know. Yeah, we'll talk about it next week, but yeah. um, it's kind of a funny mm-hmm. one. It mm-hmm. seems a bit up in the air in terms of who's going to win what. So we will see at the start yeah. of the, the award ceremony. It seemed like, you know, even Banshees were going to win a few, but now, like, it, they didn't really win, win as much since then. So, no. um, no. but I'll see if there's any more slaps. Oh, yeah, God, after last uh, see, last year too was so shite, really. It was, it wasn't great. Like, so, mm-hmm. and even mm-hmm. besides that, like, that was obviously bad, but like, it's just not as enjoyable as it used to be. I don't think. There's so much money being, and we talked about this a bit, being like pumped yeah. into it, just taking the joy out of it a bit. But anyway, um, this weekend we have uh, my beautiful friend Emma's wedding. So I just want to say oh. best of luck to her who's getting wed on Friday. Emma. She's going to be absolutely stunning. Oh. I'm going to be bawling when I see her. So um, I'm very she's much looking anyway, forward so to that. Exactly. Oh, she could yeah. wear a bloody black plastic bag and she'd be stunning. So mm. um, I'm very much looking forward to that. And we have Ireland, Scotland as well on Sunday. So that'll be the big one yeah. for the weekend in terms of the, uh, the rugger. So best of luck to uh, my Scottish brethren over there. <laughs> uh, we're actually going out for lunch, I think, with Stuart's family. It's his it's birthday time in yeah, their so household birthday because week, it's his it? mom yeah. and his brother and Stuart they're all within two weeks yeah, of each other so we're going out on Sunday for um, for lunch so we'll have to make sure there's a telly yeah for sure it's going to be <laughs> um, good I think so I'll be persona non grata yeah. more, more so than usual even yeah one step, um, one step closer to that sweet six nations of glory for us in Ireland oh, <laughs> we'll see yep, yep, yep. fingers crossed enjoy uh, okay thanks for tuning in everybody and we'll be back again next week with five things you need to know don't forget to rate review and subscribe thanks everybody bye